Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's working. It's working. The sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson. It's hump day with Swanee and friends. Make his return to his own podcast, Nate Swan, Samantha Riches, and guest friend Tom Morris. Well, Samantha, hello, Samantha hello, hello, nearly died before choking on a fucking <laughs> croissant. croissant. We thought you had died. We had to do a fucking welfare check two weeks in a row. And I nearly did. <laughs> we'll get to that. Do, Tom Morris, thank you for joining us. What? Is there an apology? No. There's well, no we'll apology. Get, we'll get to that. Let Tom say hello. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say hello. What a pleasure yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the madhouse. Well, it feels like you're a soulmate. Uh, <laughs> yep. We haven't met face to face, but you know you've been cancelled, so that's yep. you're one of us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't met him. No. Face to face. We just no. talk. We just talk on Twitter, really. <laughs> so yeah, that's how Ralph fucking speaks to everyone yeah. on Twitter. I, yeah, but he speaks like there's some kind of like relationship here, as yeah. in like like Shall father son. Would you be oh. jealous? Don't. It's quite in a media. close relationship. I'm proud of the way he's, he's bounced back. That's all. Yeah. Without knowing him, I just thought, well, let's. What I've discovered is there's two sorts of people. There's people that like the way I bounce back, and people think I never should work. I should never work again. So <laughs> yeah. And Ra- Ralph's one of the former, so that's good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. So yeah. that's where the allegiance lies. Yeah. yeah. Loyalty. Straight away, we, we gravitate to people who know what it like to have the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a bit of that. <laughs> but also, and this is part of it, uh, you, like Dane, you've won an opinion-based award. Op- what's that? Oh, the well, he won a Brownlow. It's yeah. an opinion-based oh, yeah, award. Yeah. <laughs> Channeling Scotty Cummings. But yeah, people told me the Alf Brown Award was like the Brownlow, which I think is a bit unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so that, so fu- that was fucked up too, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According so, to a lot of people. So yeah. dodgy voting, yeah. <laughs> dodgy voting. Well, I mean, I, I wrote one story and won an award. And How does who votes for who vote, who sits on a panel and votes for uh, that? That's a good question. They actually don't reveal it, but it's senior media people. Right, yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm guessing it could be Caro, it could be Anthony Hudson, could be Jared right, Whaley. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you got to be you got to win another award to win the Alf Brown. So on the night, on the night, yeah. So I won this award for the Damien Hardwick story, and I was sitting back thinking, Shit, I'm pretty happy with myself here, you know. Yeah. And then uh, then they read up my name. For, then who got up there? Uh, BT got up there and said, yeah. oh, "I'm the winner of the Alf Browns, Tom Morris." And, I was honestly shocked, yeah. like visibly shocked. So <laughs> uh, it was good, but uh, it, it's a bit embarrassing, really, because um, I've worked a lot harder on stories in my life and and got nowhere. And I worked for about four hours on this story. Right. <laughs> so how, won an how, award. how old will we have to live to before we find out the true story of how you got the Damien Hardwick story uh, that he was resigning for? Oh, you'd, you'd have to. The source would have to be dead. I right. Okay. Yeah. So That's if right. you can murder the source. I'll tell you who the source is. You know who the source is before we can murder it. <laughs> um, was there a red carpet? Is it like the block oh. the brownlows? Did the, the journos kick on and get journos kick on? Cooked on. Journos yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. kick on. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even well, be there Luke, to know Luke that. Darcy was sitting where you're sitting when he did this podcast oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. And he said while he was a player, and I think he was one of you know, it was his unbelievable year where he was favourite for the Brownlow, didn't yeah. end up winning it, of course. But he, he was he had I think he won an immediate award for best player by the media. Yeah. Like, didn't want to go. The club talks him into going. Mm. So he turns up. And he said, by about three-quarter time of the awards, looking around the room, he thought, fuck me dead. These are the people <laughs> critiquing us. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I mean, I, who am I to talk? I'm a journal myself. But I look around the room sometimes. I'm thinking, this is a pretty rough industry. <laughs> but afterwards, I mean, I'm lucky at the moment in this sense because I work Sundays and Mondays. And that's it. Sometimes Saturdays. So this was a Tuesday night. I thought, fuck, let's go. Tuesday night. <laughs> Here we go. Got nothing to wake up for. So at the end of the night, it was me, Xander Maguire, yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's son, uh, Jackie Reed, a couple of others at about 2 a.m. at this Irish pub in oh, South Bank. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. And I, was, and I walked home and I was completely cooked. But it was a good night. What, what one day, thing I, sorry, what day did you walk home? Uh, Wednesday morning. Did you have your medal around your neck? No, that no, was a big, big heavy <laughs> really trophy, big heavy actually. Trophy. And I've got tennis elbows, so yeah. that was shit. Um, but we, one thing I've learned is that 
nothing the public hates more than media patting media on the back. Yeah. So SEN put up this tweet of me and Jared Waitley. You know, well done to the award winners. And honestly, I woke up the next morning and... Did you have a look at the comments? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh the vitriol. Like, I was ready to go, fuck, I, th- I thought I was through the worst of it. <laughs> Luckily, I'm okay, but my poor dad and sisters had to read yeah, it. Yeah, so funny. That was, pretty, that was pretty rough, but, yeah. you know, people didn't hold back, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> the, uh, no, well, yeah, so one thing the mob hates more than... Cancelling, th- sorry, they, they get the thrills out of cancelling yeah. someone. But then the second time around is if you bounce back, mm. they hate it even more. Well, they think it's some sort of redemption arc and you're, and, you're, and you're back doing a normal job and everyone's forgiving you. They don't realise that, um, and this is okay, but like, you know, I've worked a day and a half a week for six months and for the 12 months before that, I didn't work. Mm. So, you know, so the tax guy calls and goes, oh, can you send through your pay slips? <laughs> I, can, I got no pay slips. <laughs> I got nothing. You know, I'm living off my, my wife's um, um, income, which is fine. So... You know, I'm not the victim. Um, I did the wrong thing, but uh, it's been pretty rough 18 months mm. and uh, I would just like a full-time job. That, yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. Did uh, you ever consider going, all right, well, fuck, I'll just go work at Macca's. Well, yeah. not Macca's, but yeah. going to a different career or did you know that if you could hold on through this storm once the dust settles, you can question. go back to doing what you love and what you're actually good at? Yeah, it's a good question. I, uh, oh, I'm still considering it because I still don't have a full-time job. So I've got three, times full, uh, three weeks full-time work at SEN during the trade period which is good, and then no real certainty beyond that. So you start to think, fuck, maybe I am done. And so I'm, I'm prepared for that possibility for sure. I'm not sure working at Macca's I'd be any good. I'm a shit cook, maybe delivering pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've got to weigh up what else I want to do. Um, I would still like to be a full-time journo, but, you know, uh, if it doesn't work out, then I've got to do something else. Mm. So you could get tips off date. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. No, sure, but yeah. you applied for the doll after you retired. <coughs> I popped in to check my options. Did you? Yeah. What'd they, what'd they say? There some heaps going for me. You know, so I had, a, I had an insurance payout and I had just written a book, so I'd, I'd probably made more in that year than I did in any previous other year. So going up there to check my options was um was something I had to do. And they basically said, probably nothing here for you. So, like, you never know. Um, I don't know what else I could do. It's like I've, I've only ever worked in sports media. Yep. Um, you know, I've coached cricket and, and done things like that, but I've never actually – I'm no good with numbers. I couldn't sort of work as an accountant or, or a trade. You get nah, out there. I'm, shit, I'm shit with that stuff yeah, as well. Same. So, I don't, uh, you know, something to do with media. I don't really want to do communications or something, so I don't really know what do else I want to do. you know how much you get paid doing communications? A lot. Yeah, I know. People yeah. say I've – got, I've got a friend who was a – is a, who was a journo at Channel 9 and she's gone to work in Sydney at, a, at PwC. Yeah. And she just says it's just a no-brainer. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, God, yeah. But I, I still love footy. I still love cricket. Yep. I still love sports journalism and media. Um, I just hope that an opportunity pops up. But if it doesn't, I've only, only got myself to blame. So, so you've, you fucked up, you put your hand up and you got yeah. time. So yeah. th- put that aside because that's, that's old news. But what did you learn about yourself after it? As since. in after it happened? Mm. Yeah, well, since, you know, because that... Yep. It's one thing at the time, and careful who your mates are. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that, that's another story altogether. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be careful what you say and and, um, and what you write. But I think probably what I learned most was that uh, I probably was living in this like sports media vortex. I don't know if you felt the same when you were playing footy. You you actually have a distorted view of reality, and your perspective on the world isn't probably as clear as what it should be. Um, so I was on the treadmill, you know, trying to break stories, did it like bang, bang, what's the next story? What's the next story? Who can I chat to? Like, what can I do? Um, footy in the summer, footy in the winter, cricket in the summer, bang, bang. And, and in, in the end, like I was just on this treadmill and, and it just, it probably got too much for me. I probably got ahead of myself. I probably didn't have the gratitude that I needed to have. Um, so what I probably learned was that I just need to take a breath sometimes. And there's more important things in, the, in life than just trying to break the next story. Know, which was all I cared about for like six years. Like, mm-hmm. how can I break the next story? And the average punter, like, yeah, they'll lap it up. But in the end, like, there's more to life than just your job. So your job's important, but there mm. is more to life. And, you know, like, so that was 18 months ago. I, like, I went overseas, had a great time in Europe and the US and all this sort of stuff. And I didn't watch much footy overseas. Like, I didn't, I didn't, so that made me think, like, do I actually love the game? Like, I love cricket, but do I love footy? And I've come back and I've actually fallen in love with footy again. So I'm hoping in the long run having that time off will be good for me. But, you know, like, I, we've had some personal challenges as well. Like, my mum passed away in June. Um, she's had She had brain cancer for two years. So that puts it in, into perspective as well. It's like, you know, I lost my job. I got publicly humiliated. I got shamed. I'm getting abuse from people on the street, like, daily, which was, like, 
like confronting for my yeah. family and, and, and me. But um, but then your mum gets sick and you're like, fuck the job. Like who cares about what job you have? Who cares about breaking a story? Let's let's look after your, your family and your mum. So I don't know, you just you work out what's really important, I reckon. How do you <coughs> break stories? Like, do you, are you just cold calling every person you know and going, what have you got for me? Or, like, yeah. like you don't tell the source, but, like, is it something like that? You're just walking around, just someone comes up and you tells your story because you've got a relationship with them, or you cold call them every footy club fucking in the <laughs> land going, mate, is that fucking happening in your footy I think, club? I think it's very few cold calls. You reach a point where I remember, so I, I broke the story, um, Bomber Thompson's house got raided. Mm. So I just got lucky with that, like... A mate called me and said, I think Bomber Thompson's house has been raided for, um, you know, drugs. Yeah. So I made a couple of calls and you can call Vic Police Media. I don't know if you ever did it. Mm-hmm. And they can tell you, yes, we can confirm, you know, there's been a, a search warrant on a 54-year-old house in this street okay. in Port Melbourne. Yeah. So you go, hang on. They have to confirm that? or Yeah, but they don't tell you who, who it is. Yeah. So I've gone, Bomber Thompson, oh, geez, he is 54. Oh, oh. And then I go, Bomber Thompson, like, like literally. But they Google. actually have to say, yes, there has been a, they yeah. can't, yeah. And then you Google, you know, Bomber Thompson address. Yeah. And it'll literally come up as he's done a story like 10 years earlier and he lives in this street. You're like, oh my God, that's him. Yeah. So no, I did that story. And that's when Jake Nile went from Fox back to the age. So then Fox said, oh, you, you can be, you can be, you can have that role. And I was 26. I was like, fuck, I'm like, you want me to be on the couch? Yeah. So then I'm <laughs> on the couch and there's like Rusey, you know, like um, Jared Healy's hosting, Jonathan Brown. And I'm thinking, am, am I, <laughs> am I up for this? This is, yeah. this is hard. Uh, Gary Lyon. Um, and then I did the Adelaide training camp. So all of a sudden, like, I'm, my, my face is everywhere then. And I just wasn't prepared for this. Like, all of a sudden, people, like, are recognising me. But once you get put on TV, people are more likely to take your call. Because okay, yeah. they're worried about, you know, like, people take Caroline Wilson's calls because they're worried about the shit that she can say um, and yeah. what she can write. Yeah. So to answer your question, probably very, very little of it is cold calling. Most of it is just the relationships you build. Yeah. Um, so someone will call you and say, mate, I've heard some." Mm. Well, why would people tell you if you're just yeah. going to tell the world? Like if it's something that's something that's not meant to be broken, mm. right? Yeah. People love something information, <coughs> don't, don't they? Like people, people love saying like, geez, I know this, you didn't hear from me, but like, yeah. and that, that's but like the, the dream is like a journo. Really? People actually do that? Because yeah. if I didn't want you to know something about something that was happening, in, like mm. let's say I was the head of the Western Bulldogs. Yeah. And just, just to pick any club. Just to, be, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, I've worked for the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if, um, and I didn't want anyone to know about it, mm. and then it got leaked, and yeah. only me and Ralph know, yeah. then I know that it's fucking Ralph that said something to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Right. So why would Ralph say something? Because he knows that only him and I say well, something. Well, if that's the case, then he probably wouldn't, because there's no deniability. But if yeah, he right. knows that 15 people know, right. then he can say it and say that. And people just say it. People just ring up and go, fucking, yeah. he's gone. Yeah. No secrets in footy clubs, is there anymore? There's no, no secrets. No. I mean, even overnight with um, Callum Mills and the Sydney Swans, yeah. you know, he got into a wrestling match at uh, Mad Monday and Can hurt his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good on him. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that story, like someone co- someone cold called me with that story last yeah. week. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's good. So I called the club and the club's like, nah, nah, <laughs> not true. And in fairness, the person I spoke to at the club actually was telling the truth. He didn't know. Okay, yeah. Um, but it turns out that Charlie Gardner did know yeah. and they were just trying to cover it up and then Mitch Cleary got it last night. But like the Bulldogs, you know, like... Do you get upset that, like, that you had it a no, week ago? I was ago? annoyed. I was annoyed. So, yeah, it's like... I was like, fuck, I was <laughs> out of that. That's so like, did you yeah. not go ahead with this? This is interesting because we talk about this on the podcast that, that journalism has kind of gone down the route of it's not who's right, it's who's first. Yeah. So was your hesitation to break that story because of the burn that you've just had recently would you do you think old tom would have just run with that story no i don't think so i needed an i needed a second source for that one the person that told me was like i think this has happened but go follow it up so okay. i didn't i mean if you get that wrong you're like an idiot you yeah know, like, so like the other thing i was going to say about breaking a story is you've got to predict what the story is going to be so the western bulldogs won in 2021 in the grand final week we knew alex keith was coming back in the team like he was injured for the prelim and then, like, it was obvious that one of Zane Cordy or Ryan Gardner was going to be dropped. So if I found out that Cordy or Gardner was in, I knew the other one was out. Yep. So, like, I, I, I was, like, hunting that. And I found out that Gardner was out. So I broke it. And the dogs hated that. But, like, mm. it's a footy story. It's a selection story. Sorry, like, you've, the player's been told. He's told people close to him. That's yeah. just it. But th- I've got that story because I've looked ahead and thought, what can the story be? So you can do that or you can just get lucky and get a phone call, you know. So it varies. Um, so back in the day, I was lucky in that I worked with Ed. Yeah. I think Ed's five years younger than me and Hutch is about eight years. Yet. <laughs> Ed's five years older than me. Hutch is about eight years younger. So I got yeah. to see the best of, the, of the, that era. 
mm. no doubt, and got some big insights. But see, I, my theory was, and tell me if this is still true, the best journos are b- almost based on what they don't go with. Yeah, there's so much that they knew that they don't go with. But then, if um, yeah, Nackers mm. knows that you know this. And you're not going with it, which might be a five out of ten story. They yeah. might give you a nine out of ten story because you didn't go with a five out of ten story. Hundred percent. The only reason I got the Adelaide training camp story, which was 2018, and it blew up way more than I thought. By the way, I don't think it was yeah. as big as it thought, was because the person that told me I protected like two years earlier on a story. Yeah. Right. I can't remember even what it was, but he was like, "Don't go with it." I'm like, "Okay, I won't." And then two years later, he's like. So, have you heard what's happening in Adelaide? Yeah. So, it paid off. I didn't expect it to pay off like that. Fucking whispers. They're worse uh, than girls, this little yeah. footy gossip, uh, isn't it? Well, why aren't girls involved as well? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of girls that talk as well yeah, in footy. That's uh, true. So, and, and, you know, I've done a bit of, when I was at Fox, before I got sacked, I did quite a bit of <laughs> AFLW reporting. And the amount of information you can get from AFLW players and assistant coaches and coaches is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like, it, is, it is awesome. Gold How careful you have to be writing AFLW stories... I haven't yet. No, not not since I got not since I got. Yeah, so, oh, you obviously you obviously I would say you probably should be writing AFLW <laughs> stories, but <laughs> but like you think it'll be different because they're not ready for probably the the criticism and all the stuff that. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the the men the, the men are used to. I, I would imagine. Dane got fat shamed on the back page of the Herald Sun. Oh, How do you yep. reckon that would go if that was like Ellie Carpenter or something? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. You I've, got, I've, got, I mean? I've got that um, photo somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Do you know what I mean? It's 100% true. Fat like, chance to pay the headline was. Well, just move on. Are you okay, Dave? I'm surprised you haven't got uh, that no, tattoo. Right. Well, was, are you okay, Dave? was a, got a, while, a couple of weeks ago. I was, mm. I was a bit flat. I'm still yeah. a bit flat. <laughs> yeah. There could be other reasons you're flat, the back page of the paper. It is different. With AFLW, I just try to when I was reporting like full-time and women's cricket as well, just try to stick to like trade, contracts, injuries. That's it. Pure like, you know, swim between the flags. I don't get out. There hasn't been a lot of gossip about the women's yet, like how men's like, Mm. you know, been seen doing this or he's been doing that or he's called it a night. I'm I'm just saying I'm all about equality, Ralph. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm a mate. I'm a... New man, I'm a new age man, I'm all about equality. It's 2023, Ralph. Exactly. Oh, the, I did one, Taylor Harris went off the Carlton training track when she was at Carlton to do an Instagram post. She had some sort of deal with someone to post something on Instagram at whatever time it was, let's say 8pm at training. And someone told me, and I reported that, that Taylor Harris left training early to do an Instagram post. And I'll never forget, oh God, some of the vitriol, like some, <laughs> some of the stuff I copped and ta- then poor Taylor copped it as well. I say poor Taylor because I wrote the story. Yeah. But that's... That, that's a story, yeah, by the story. It's like, it, yeah. like, like, whether you like it or not, she's prioritised doing an Instagram post over training, and um, her right. teammates and her coaches hated it. So that must was a fair. Must have been a fair room for her. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'd run off the track too. Feel the money was right. Don't worry about that. Dan, you'd run off the track. <laughs> I'd jog off. I'd walk off the track. <laughs> you were with Mick last night. Just talk us through Mick. Um, I just need to leave for a second. Yeah, no, he, one, he wouldn't know what an Instagram story is. <laughs> yeah, no, he wouldn't be really thrilled, I would imagine. So th- th- there's a hole in this story with, with you, with the controversy, that I reckon we can address now. Okay. It's, it's okay. Because the mob defended you when, when Luke Beveridge went you, yeah. and then the mob killed you. Yeah. Right, they want blood, they were, they wanted you dead, and they, they got your career. Fair enough, career I can't say, I deserve to get sacked. So you said all that. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But let's go back to the Luke Beveridge bit. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> would, would you, Tom Morris, do what you did then or was that all part of, you know, you're on the escalator going up and fuck you, yeah. I'll do whatever I want? Uh, it was interesting. No, I would because yeah. it, it's a selection story. You know, it's like I'm not – it's not so Watergate. That's what, that's what pro- the, the whole vitriol behind Bevo. Yeah, what actually happened – so I, t- I told you about 2021 there with yeah. Keith and Gardner and Zane Cordy, um, which – it's grand final week, and in round 24 no, or round 20, no one cares if Ryan Gunn has dropped. But in grand final week, a player being dropped is like, that's a, that, that's a story. Um, but where does, your, where does your loyalty lie? As in, to the public or to the football clubs? Because by leaking information about selection, can't it influence the other team's decisions? And aren't his you boss, then, I'd say. Aren't you my then... Empl- my employer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm but not, there's no moral kind of like... I'm not leaking it, I'm reporting it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone else has leaked it. Is that Correct. what you're saying? That, right. that, that's the issue. Yeah, right. That, if someone's telling me that, I'm not. Yeah, right. Yeah. And in the end, like, you know, selection stories are like meat and potatoes. You know, like the stories about what, like, Swanee would have gone through, yeah. you know, off-field stuff that's really difficult. But this is just like a player's been dropped. He knows he's been dropped. I'm not telling him he's been dropped. So yeah. I'm going to report it. 
Um, and it's up to the if I'm the dogs in that situation, I'm telling the player, and then I'm pretty soon after putting out a statement yeah. or putting out a story so that it can't leak out any other way. Yeah, right. Anyway, so that happened. Luke Beveridge called me, and I've said this before. Luke Bevo <laughs> called me um, late that night. Uh, it was like 11 o'clock you, Melbourne time. Did you like, should I take this call? or? Well, I was like, I'll take it. I put it on loudspeaker and my wife was like, don't do that. Because so, <laughs> she gets really scared. Yeah. And, and, and he's, he just like tore shreds off me. Mm. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, this, this is just a footy story. Anyway, I didn't argue back. I just listened to it. Yeah. And then the next game, the, so, so the dogs play round one the next year against Melbourne, who I support. And I do a story on Lockie Hunter being yeah. dropped. It's a completely different source, like completely separate. But in Luke Beveridge's mind, he's thinking Tom is out to get the Western Bulldogs yeah. and he's a Melbourne supporter. When in fact I'm a Melbourne supporter is irrelevant because the club actually, I've run, had many run-ins with the Demons yeah. over, the, over the journey and I don't think they particularly like me either. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I did that story. Lockie Hunter was dropped, ended up getting in because there's a late change. And then after the game, you know, the... the um, <coughs> Boss at Fox and David King message me. You got to get into this press conference and ask what happened with Lockie Hunter during the week. Were you like, oh fuck? I was really? like, I was like, oh yeah, because like, I got, like yes, I'll ask the question because I don't know if any other journal will. And I walked in there and I sat in front of um, Nadine, who is the was the AFL media manager. She now works at Collingwood, and uh, she goes, "It's great to see you here. Like this is good. You know, you, you you're confronting your stories." So that's that was the genesis of me saying, you know, the AF, this is the AFL press conference because I knew that she. Um, she was trusting in me to be there. Then I asked the question, and he just went on a rampage. <laughs> and we've all seen it, you yeah. know. Like you know, it's been oh god, it's I lay, put my head on the pillow at nine, and I think of him saying, and 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 you what like and you Tom Morris, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that's what happened then, and um, and uh, to be honest, like I didn't mind it, you know. Like he, he was, I'm not the first. Journal to get a spray from a coach. Yeah. I'm sure Mick used to spray. Yeah, Mark Stevens, he copped him. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I think yeah. Jake he used to ask rhetorical questions back to journos. Oh, they have to yeah. come with answers. <laughs> um, so I left the presser, and then my phone just blew up. Like it, I was like, "What is going on?" You know, like because they played it in, in full. Yeah. Um, I'm getting calls from everyone all over the place. Like, I actually can't keep up. I'm thinking, what do I do here? So I went to went went home, went to bed, like barely slept. Woke up at six a.m. the next morning. Mm-hmm. And there's like Tony Jones with Carl Stefanovic on Channel 9 Today Show saying like, this is great journalism, all this sort of stuff. And again, the public hates journos, packing, patting journos on the back. Mm. So I'm like, I don't think, I don't, I don't want this. I'm getting messages from like AFL players I've never met before saying, are you okay? That's the other thing. People didn't know that I actually like relished it. They thought I was like, stru- I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is great. Like, this is fine. These are just words. I'm not, I'm not bothered Good by it. Good for your it. profile to boost yeah. you. Yeah, and then, and then obviously so um, she hit the fan after that. Yeah, about, about midday, the, <laughs> midday the next day, it all, it all went south. And uh, yeah, that, that was pretty grim. But the, the Luke Beveridge stuff was, uh, it was uh, a period I'll never forget. You ran into him since? Haven't run into Have him run. since. No. no. <laughs> and I, if, I, I've actually got nothing against him. Yeah. Like, he, he's a coach defending his team. He was off the mark with what he said. Yeah. Like, I'm not a biased but, but let me ask you this. Do you, how much do you think he was genuinely at you and mm. how much do you think he was trying to send a message to whoever at the club was telling you some things? Well, first of all, he assumes someone at the club was telling me things, so he didn't yep. have an understanding of how stories get out. Yeah. It's not always someone at the club. Um, secondly, no, I think he was angry at me. <laughs> I think he was pretty angry at me. <laughs> so it was a. Uh, I think oh. he made it clear by going, "Yeah, you, Tom yeah. Morris." Yeah, 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 yeah. And so all these people just, you know, I just couldn't keep up with the app because I'm a replier. Yeah, so I'll always reply to every message I get, every, every yeah. direct message, anything. I, I'm just who I am. Every email, and I couldn't keep up. Can and I, I, can I tell too you, much. if you say something about Braden Maynard? Maybe you should get suspended. Yeah. If you're a replier, that will be held against you by, Col- by the Collingwood mob. Oh, yeah. Let no. me tell you. Yeah, I hey, saw that. Um, well, they shouldn't have, so he didn't. <laughs> so I agree with you, yeah, Swanee. Yeah. So I'm a Melbourne supporter. Yeah. Part two of that with with Ed and Hutchie's sort of era from the 90s that yeah. I remember and I was part of, um, they were genuinely friends with players. Mm. And that was cool because mm. back then there was no moat. And then by about the mid-noughties, the moat went up mm. and clubs went out of their way to keep – Players and media separate. Yeah, probably also part of it was players weren't going out and getting blind drunk with journos <laughs> as much. And, yeah. Uh, so how is that landscape different for you now as as a much younger man? Well, I'm still mates here? with players, but my issue is I'm 32 and most of my mates have now retired. Yes. Like I'm mates with Ben Sinclair. He yeah. retired six years ago, whatever it was. Um, so uh, and he never gave me a story, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. He's too loyal. <laughs> but I'm still mates with some players. But I assume that the landscape is different. Most of my contacts are, or 
or mates in the industry are assistant coaches or recruiters, list managers. Um, but yeah, the the, the players. So I mean, you have to get out there in the nightclubs again and start like <laughs> coke, start buying <laughs> drinks for these young footballers. Tell you what, again. that's not the way to do it. That's not, not, the, not, not the, the way, way to, to like get out to a nightclub and sort of like pretend to be all mating. Yeah, uh, no. Most of my best relationships have been forged over like ten to fifteen years yeah. playing cricket and footy with and against these guys yeah. at school. Literally, like that was it. You know, like I played footy against Dan Hannanbury and got to know him socially. Yeah. And as a result, um, I've known him for like 15 years, yeah. only for my own sport. So not that I was ever going to play AFL. Um, but yeah, I can imagine the 90s, it would have been a different landscape. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so that would have been fun. How much does the, that private school tie help you? People hate this. People hate <laughs> uh, the private but, school chat. But, but you will understand it and you will have a different yeah. aspect. And, and uh, sorry, I'll, I'll preface it by this. Like CBC is hardly considered a, a, an elite private <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. But that's where Ed went, right? Yeah. And I went to Caulfield Tech and... What I've noticed, be it myself as a behind-the-scenes guy or someone even as high-profile as Ed, yeah. that there's actually a little bit of um, insecurity about people who haven't got that security that I feel yeah. observing public school people, uh, private school people in Melbourne have it in this in the bubble. Well, I think because they all help each other. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think probably what's important is that um, you know my dad teaches at Melbourne Grammar. Yep. So I wouldn't have gone to Melbourne Grammar if Dad hadn't been teaching there because we got fifty percent off. So like uh, there's private school. Let's get me on man out of retirement. Doing wow. so I just throw me kids. <laughs> so there's there's private school people and there's private like uh, yeah. uh, we could never afford to have a beach house or go away. Like we, my parents scratched and clawed to send my two sisters to PLC and Melbourne Girls Grammar yeah, and meet a Melbourne. I'm girl. living that now. So yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it was hard when we were growing up. Even though I went to a private school, which yeah. might be a bit of an oxymoron, but it was like we. It was really difficult for my parents. Um, but there's no doubt that. So being you're saying you felt like an outsider inside? No. Well, sometimes I did. No, I mean yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I did. You know, like people like, oh, what are you doing on the holidays? They'll be going, I'm going to Portsea or <laughs> going to Noosa, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm just in Melbourne. <laughs> but but it, it, I'm not complaining. It's just like it just you is. know, it was amazing some of the circles you moved in, and I just wasn't one of those people. Yep. But in saying that, um, the connections that you you get at the school are massive. Yes. And being you know, as I said, playing first eighteen footy and first eleven cricket, you play with and against people all over the place, and you um and you get to know people that you otherwise wouldn't. So I think it's pretty important. And I coached Joe Maguire and Xander Maguire yes. in cricket. How do they go? Joe's Joe's both good players, yeah. both really good. Te- Xander like white line fever. Joe Whiteline Fever as well. Joe's Imagine that have all the fucking brand new, perfect yeah, stuff from that. Yeah, brand new stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that have bats from all anywhere in Australian <laughs> Test cricketers. And, Eddie, and Eddie would come along with um, the Herald Sun, the Age, the Australian, and he'd read every paper yes. front to back <laughs> yeah. throughout the day's play. Carla would leave him alone. He'd just sit there watching the cricket. And you know what? Paper. He'd know exactly who, who made their runs and what shots <laughs> he, he made. Would, like, mate. He could sit down and go, "That was a great cover yeah. drive in the fourth ball of the innings." Yeah. So, but no, he there, miss much there, is, there is a stereotype, you know, like me being a white heterosexual male who went to a private school yes. and got given a job and like and then got sacked because of these demeaning derogatory comments. So um, it's very hard to break that stereotype to people who don't know you. So or know the system, or know the system. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I'm lucky. I don't care what people say that don't know me because they don't actually know what I've been through. One of the yeah. very few these days, white heterosexual males. There's not many of us left. <laughs> Tom singing, what the fuck I'm <laughs> in here for? <laughs> Microphone on the table. <laughs> it's not. It's Don't not. engage. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's right. It's not. So, yeah, th- th- this is a Sam Newman thing. Yeah. It's not the questions you're asked, it's the answers you give. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Th- in this case, we've learnt, <laughs> Samantha right? Just say nothing. Yeah. I've learned, I'm looking at Samantha and she just goes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. We're in yeah. the fucking minority these yeah. days. What about yeah. the being first for the story Versus being the best take from a story, which I think is now more important than oh, a new story. Interesting. As in being the first after the story to, to have the to, best opinion. Have, yes. Well, that's not my job to be an opinion. I'm not opinion saying it's your job. I'm no. saying in media now, it's generally that what, what again, the Hutchie and Eddie era, mm. was whoever broke it was the big star, was the big dog. I still think it is. I still... Yeah. Th- I still th- well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a biased perspective because I'm not yeah. the one to have the opinion after. But I still think telling people what they don't already know... <laughs> Is well, you know, you <laughs> Sorry, he's had a rough couple tell, of days. Tell yeah. Sam to put the audio down. There's right. no cough button. <laughs> no, no sneeze button. Oh god, she's laughing. What? What the Nothing. fuck do you want me to do? 
usually like I'll press because he doesn't wear headphones. I'll yeah. press the theme song at the beginning, and then he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Clear me throat, like, Tom. I've You're a pro, go. sweaty. Exactly. I've pressed go. Could you not have done that 10 <laughs> seconds earlier? I say, yeah. are you ready? Yeah. And you say, yes. So I can involuntary muscle. It just happens. Like, just ready to go. It just happens. <laughs> oh my it's like God. blinking. It's not at all. Though. It is. It's like blinking. Back to the hot take. Oh, yeah. What was I saying? So, like, you know, the biggest thrill you can get is breaking a story in yep. media that people don't know. So the Damien Hardwick quitting story. Yep. I was at home. My wife was in... Uh, Perth for work. I was just like, I was shitting myself. I knew it was right. Yes. But like, I wouldn't go with it if I knew it, didn't know it was right. But I was just like, oh my God. Like, imagine if he changed his mind or, you know, anything could happen. So that's still the biggest thrill you can get. But it's all about how close you want to be to the cliff. And Hutchie talks about this all the time. Right. It's like, if you're a journal that wants to be on the edge of the cliff, you're probably going to get like three and 10 wrong. If you're a journal that's too far back from the cliff, you'll never break anything. So it just it depends. And the only way you learn is by actually doing that yourself. What about the world of, Twitter and stuff now, like how because people obviously everyone's got an opinion now. Like so everyone, you obviously on Twitter. Do you break stories on Twitter because it gets that could be the first avenue to break a story. So do you have to wait up or fuck? I can I'm gonna, I can write this. This might take a couple of days to get it out, and yeah. then someone might punch it out on Twitter, and then I'm fucked. Then I'm fu- yeah, you got to weigh that up um, because so the Hardwick story I wrote mid afternoon when I was about fifty percent sure it was correct. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then I had it ready to go. So then it went on the SEN website, and when it went on the website, I just tweeted it out straight away. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes you can't wait. You have to yes. just tweet it out. But I'm employed by SEN, so the obligation is to do it for them yeah. rather than my own Twitter account if yeah. possible. But sometimes stories aren't big enough for the internet either. Yeah. Like I did one yesterday on um, Xavier Clark going from Richmond to North Melbourne. It's not going to win me an award. Yeah. So I just tweeted that. Yeah, um, yeah. But in an ideal world, you always write something or go, on, go online. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And what have you learned about doing the show this year? So for those who haven't heard it, you, you've been doing the Sunday morning show with Sarah Ollie and generally Scotty Lucas. Scotty Lucas, yep. Your main man. Um, so it's a different dynamic doing doing this type of champagne sort of work. Yeah. Sarah uh, hasn't sneezed on it. What do you do? No, blow me nose. Yeah. That's what Ollie does. <laughs> well, mate. Expectorate. Pardon? You expectorate. You'd, you'd think by Wednesday his pipes would be clear. Yeah. However, mate, I was out late. I wasn't out. I was out last, late last. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was driving home from a function. Yeah. Time, so what I, time I, was that? I got bed about three. I had to be up, but then these fucking assholes crossed the road from this park. Mate, they're cutting bricks this morning. Dead said it felt like it started as soon as I got to bed. <laughs> Jesus, man, so fucking loud. Mate, well, unfortunately, they did not. You've got to this start, morning. Hang on, you've got to start. Jeez, I break. walked out there and. I thought about giving them some really a spray, but I just waved at them. Like <laughs> <laughs> the pussy that I am, I was like, "I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna tell these fucking assholes, shut the fuck up." Walked out there and I was like, "Hey, walk back inside." I was like, I "Fucking told them." It's in my head. Yeah, you've got to start conditioning yourself because aren't you leaving to be back amongst the yeah, no, sleepless twins? Yeah, no. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. You're a father. So back to doing. I the am show. A free. What, what have you learned about different skill set this year? Oh, well, Crunch Time's all with Sarah Ollie, and Sarah's a gun. I don't yeah. know if you've come across her. Um, so Sarah and I have been friends since 2015. We got hired for Fox. There was one job at Fox because um, I worked at St Kilda Footy Club before then for three years, just doing like website stuff. And it was a great start, although it was when they were terrible. Like Scott Waters got sacked and they finished yeah. last and it was a disaster. But then I got offered this job at Fox 
and there was one job available, but they liked Sarah and me so much they they made two positions. So Sarah and I started. We never met. We became very good friends. Um, and then when Sen said to me, "Oh, would would you like to uh, would you like to come and do a show?" I said, "Oh, yes. Are you sure you want me? You know, yeah. are you sure you want to take the bullets for me?" And Hutchie was great like that. And they said, "Okay, that's great." And they didn't say it, but I sort of knew that the only way they were going to get me is if Sarah Ollie agreed to be the host. They wanted to get Sarah on me together. So I said to Sarah, it's entirely up to you because she copped a lot of f- flack. Like she actually really copped it. And that so made she's a true friend. A mm. true friend. Like yes. She's one of my closest friends. Yep. Not to say that she didn't. Um, she wasn't pretty forthright with me when I got sacked and when it all happened. Did she give you some good leading team style feedback? Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. Like I deserve uh, that. So um, And so I really respected that and, uh, and I respect her and she's great at what she does. And she said yes to the job. So it was me and her and then I don't know who – I mean, Scott Lucas come on board and we had – Josh Jenkins, I think, for a couple of weeks. But it's been a good reintroduction because it's, Sunday mornings aren't too hectic. I'm not expected to drop any bombs. Yeah. We can just have a chat about the footy over the weekend. Um, and the show was really nothing before – not nothing, that's wrong. It just didn't – it wasn't uh, – they didn't really promote it before this year. So we sort of – we started from scratch. But that's your dream scenario because you can make it how you want it to be. Which we have, yeah. yeah. And thanks to some – full disclosure, Ralph's given us some advice. <laughs> so we have. You know, we've got the Sunday sermon. We've got some snaps. We've got different segments that – um, that we've included because it needed some structure. So you've given us that, and it's, that's been awesome. And yeah. work, I can't speak highly enough of Sarah. Like I'm biased, but I reckon Sarah is as good of. I mean, if you're going to have a female host on footy coverage, is that that's, my microphone? That's Dane. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sarah is as good, if not better, than any female host in AFL footy. So I, I hope she gets eventually a full time gig at Seven or Fox and gets to host. Broadcast night games because I reckon she's a gun. So, so what's I've, I've never met her. So yep. this is just a purely observation. She's a swan's nuffy as well. What surprised Poor me? Girl. <laughs> mm. No, sorry, not what surprised me. I didn't really have an opinion because other than heard her stuff on mm. Fox and she's doing AFLW and Jared stuff, but she laughs. Yeah, <laughs> she's a cackler. <laughs> she you know cackles. what? That's underrated. And, yeah, and particularly among and I don't know about Sam if this is okay. no, no. I think a lot of women are trying so hard to be. Upright, so-called professional. That sometimes I think it's it's hard for women just to relax and say, "I'm just having a fun banter session." Particularly, it's a Sunday morning show. Yeah. Well, I think with Sarah, laugh, Samantha. No, I think I think I think that someone in the past's laugh was scrutinised heavily in the media. And did I work with her? I don't know. If I, I, did I think work. I didn't. Do you I know who I'm talking about? I think I do. Tell me her name. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being a leading question by the way, so you've obviously yeah. thinking of something. And I think that a lot of people saw this person who right. stepped into a new role that was there for her for other reasons. Yep. And it fell flat. Right. And not for the reason of her laugh, but that's one thing that she was remembered for. Yeah. And people okay. kind of were like, oh, well, I can't act mm. like that. I can't be. I can't that was, that. was Narrowly Meadows on the footy show. And, you know, and, she, and she started right. hosting. And I worked with her at Fox and she was an absolute pro. Mm. And she copped it for copped a laugh it. on the footy show. Copped it. And I That's felt all so people sorry remember for her. Yeah. You know, that was probably really back in an era though where imagine you could, no way you could do that now. Pile into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Social, yeah. Media, social yeah. media still could though. That's, yeah, that's the difficulty. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, but Sarah has great perspective because in COVID, I think she got stood down by Fox. Right. You know, so her career was sort of in limbo for a little bit, as it was for a lot of us. And she's just now happy-go-lucky. She's like, you know yeah. what, if, I'm, if I think something's funny, I'm going to laugh. Mm. Um, she's relaxed, she's chilled. She knows the game really well. So, anyway, it's not the Sarah Ollie show, but I reckon she's a gun. No, so. no, absolutely. But, and, and, but the, with Scotty Lucas, yeah. oh, the weird thing I find listening, he doesn't always say about how great a footballer he was. No, he doesn't give a shit about what sort of player well. he was. <laughs> Here we go. He's got, <laughs> a better, he's got a better left foot than you. you know what yeah, I well, like? he certainly I, does, I, mate. I like, you got a better left foot than me. <laughs> I like that you missed the tag, but they, they knew exactly where I was coming from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with saying if you were great, that you were great. Mm. Is it, Dane? Well, Dane get, get me on us. crunch time <laughs> and I'll show you. And I'll tell you. <laughs> We'll get you on Sunday morning this week. Ooh, no, no, good no, 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 good luck. We're on 12 till 2 this week. They put it back an hour. It's still too early. Still too early yeah. for any of us on a Sunday after the grand final. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. yeah. No, Scotty's – I'm just like so appreciative that Hutchie's given me an opportunity. And I said to Hutchie, I shook his hand in like – when was it? March. I shook his hand. I said, Hutchie, are you sure about this? Mm. And he's like, mate, all good. I've copped a lot worse. And he copped <laughs> it. You know, like he, he, he said a quote on the standing board. He said, oh – um, Tom is a fine person who made a bad mistake. 
And he, like, he copped it worse than what I did initially. <laughs> I thought, fuck, he's doing this for me. So uh, I'll be forever in debt for that. So let, let, let's let's do our, our top ten list just off the top of okay. our head of people <laughs> who couldn't give a fuck about that type of blowback. I'd put yeah. Hutchie in there. I'd put yeah. Dane Swan in there. I'd put Sam Newman in there. Ed, Eddie's there as well. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it, Ed's got a well, He costs more blowback than probably most. He does. He, yeah. But, but as, uh, to use Dane's words about Ed... He's got a good forward defence, but I, I, yeah. I don't think no, I don't think he. <laughs> he I don't think he, he genuinely. I think he does care what people yeah. say about him. He, he cops yeah. it and he moves he on. He does cop it and move on. But I, I think he he actually cares more than Dane, Sam, or Pachi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I could believe the other week, like last week, I won, I won this award, which wasn't my fault. Like I've just got up and accepted this award. Thank you, I appreciate it. I've shown gratitude. I, uh, you know, and, and and been humble because I can't believe I'm even allowed back in the media, and people were giving it to me. I was just like, all I've done is just try to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. But it's because I understand it because they were so offended and hurt by what happened in the first place. So their preconceived ideas about me are, are like That's completely right. toxic and distorted. <laughs> so I do understand that as well. So so say. You know, I just said to say nothing if there's nothing to say. Yeah. So just say nothing for the next minute. Okay. Dane, when, when Hutchie gave uh, uh, Tom a second chance, do you think it would have in any way th- gone through Hutchie's mind that this guy's really good at his job and because everyone else has cancelled him, I can get him cheaper? You no, know, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, he's a, he's a shrewd businessman, old Hutchie. Very, very yeah. shrewd. He's a shrewd businessman, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it like that, Ralph. No, I know, I know you wouldn't. Get him doing a Sunday gig, Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm worth this. No, you're not. No, I can get you. Right. Well, well, the good thing is, on then I started doing Monday morning stuff with Kane Corns and Nathan Buckley, yeah. and um, and Bucks was great to me throughout this period. He'd send me the odd message like, "How are you going?" Um, but I know that I'm, when I'm with Kane, people are going to criticise Kane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said, "I'll put Kane on that list." <laughs> He could not care less what people think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And thank God he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think though now he's like the role he feels is the villain role, so yeah, he kind of has to lean into it yeah. now, whether oh, he until he gets paid for. Correct. So even if he every time it, it lands in his bank account, I reckon he goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. One hundred percent agree. He leans into yeah. it and he does it really well. And I think I actually personally think the footy industry is better for Kane Corns being there because mm. nothing annoys me more than an expert who's paid big money that doesn't give their opinion. Yeah. Like, give us what you're thinking. So yeah. I don't agree with about 40% of what he says, and I've yeah. told him that, but... I don't think anyone I agrees with half the shit he says, but at least he's got the balls to come exactly. out. Exactly. And so and it divides opinions. That's why people watch That's why people watch Sam Newman on the footy show because it's like, I fucking hate him, so I'm going to see what I'm going to yell at him or I'm going to laugh at him. Same with Kane. They watch say, what's this fucking idiot going to say next? Or... He's actually right, but he's the only one who's got the balls yeah. to say it. That's just that's I also how it don't is. think that sometimes he necessarily believes. Oh, of course. I'm <laughs> going to come in and say that that's right. Well, no doubt. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Because he has to Of course he doesn't. No. Toronto not being the best one for yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's just a, stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah. Just giving it a stir. But he brings content. That's what it does. Correct. And honestly, like being on with him, he's always got something to say. He watches every game for the weekend. I've got a criticism okay. of him that I think is fair. And of course you do, because it's your own opinion. That's all it is. No, no, but I'll, I wish he would just take this part out of his game, so to What's speak. That? Steve Waugh taking the hook shot out. Take the hook shot out, yeah. Punching down on young people or no-namers. As, as in young players? Yeah, first first year players or people. Such as who? Like well, Jack Ginevan, when he wore the GoPro first game. Oh, yeah. He should have gone the club, mm, yeah. but he yeah. went Jack Ginevan. Uh, Jamari Ugo Hagen, who others in the footy industry did as well. It was, it was ridiculous. And the uh, uh, Glenn Luff, who was at North Melbourne. Oh, time yeah, behind yeah. The scenes I know right. Luffy. I felt sorry for Luffy there. Yeah, He's a yeah. good man, Luffy. And, and and the thing is with recruiting, I'll, uh, was it John Turnbull who recruited Luke Hodge mm. and copped it because Chris Judd mm. was better than Luke Hodge? I reckon it wasn't no, it bad. turned decision. out okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah recruiting no. you don't know for five or ten years. So he went in behind the... So I just think... I, I like it when he punches up or punches sideways, but... Yeah. Just I'll pass it nice on. Yeah. No, 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 I know he couldn't give a flying fucking rightly so. Yeah. Um, right, tell us what you don't know, what we <laughs> don't know about these clubs. Just anything that comes to mind. Okay, Norris. Just, just give us 10, 10, 15 seconds. Of yeah. Adelaide. Just all we'll go through. All you join the club in general. The club in general. Uh, they're a lot better club than they were four or five years ago because the training camp was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, can I just say one thing? Whatever so like. the training camp story, like. Yeah. It disenfranchised about half the playing list. Yeah. Like Tex Walker thought it was fine. Rory Sloan liked it. But half the players were like, this is like abuse. Like, we yeah. hated this. Yeah. Abuse not the right word, but they, they hated it. And I called the club and I said, I've got this story. And they called me back an hour later and they go, look, Tom, if you go with the story, you're going to look like an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah. And 
I went with it, and in the end, I didn't go hard enough because it completely okay. destabilised the whole club for about four or five years. They're a lot stronger now than they were. I had an old saying that you just reminded me, but so if you think you've gone too hard, go harder. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and I suppose the point is, if you're halfway out there yeah. on the cliff, you might as well fucking keep going because you're either right or wrong. You may as well just keep flapping your arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Mark Rusciuto's good. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Mark Rusciuto. Yeah. He was always good to me at Fox. So I like the Crows now. I like Matthew Nix. Uh, I've got nothing, not a bad word to say about them. Brisbane? Uh, what are you talking about Brisbane They were irrelevant Six years ago yeah. They got a, a Priority mm. pick That allowed them To get Charlie Cameron And uh, and now they're In a grand final So um, Lots of credit To Dom Ambrosio The list manager But also I think Fagan Was a great appointment Never yeah. played AFL And he's mm. coaching A grand final Carlton <laughs> How long have we got About yeah. Carlton Carlton have been The most Unstable club for years, you know, like yeah. sacking everyone around the place, you know, bored, bored factions and the whole lot. Um, the key to Carlton, in my view, was getting Voss, not because of his coaching, but because he's a good person. You needed a good, a good person as the coach, a really good person, someone who's strong. And once they did that, then everything could work out around that. But even though, like, 10, 10 weeks in this year, I thought they were the yeah, third worst gone. team. Voss so, is gone. So, how important was Brian Cook's stability there? Yeah, Brian Cook's stability, massive. Yeah. Um, but also, I think what's important is um, I think I think Voss is the most important. Like he's a, he's not a tactical genius at all, but like he's like a, 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 a what do you call it? Like a he's a leadership figure. You know, yeah. like he's a key figure at the club. Uh, Collingwood. Well, I can't believe I like I can't believe I like the Pies because <laughs> when I was growing up, I couldn't stand the Pies. Yeah. I was like, fuck, you know, the, they were so good and we were so terrible um, as a Melbourne supporter. They seem like media-wise they're brilliant. Well, Nadine is great. I right. mentioned her before and yeah. Tash is the other... Me- they just get it. They understand it. Um, and I like Graham Wright. Um, what can I say about the Pies? I've always... Because through Ben Sinclair, I've always yeah. I've always like had a, a fond view of the Pies and Tom Langdon as well. Um, so I, I think... Uh, I, I'm jealous of the Pies, if I'm honest. I'm jealous of their support. I'm jealous of the way they're so tribal. I wish Melbourne was like that. Well, if you're hearing this part, part one... Uh, we'll, we'll be talking to Dane about the grand final part yeah. two. Uh, Essendon? <clears throat> well, Essendon's like Carlton. Like, they've been destabilised by all the people off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they've got all their ducks in a row. Dave Barham is a ripper. He's, he was a lot of help for me. Uh, he's the president. Um, I don't know Vozzo. Dodoro's leaving, which is <laughs> which is massive. Mm-hmm. He's one of the funniest stories in footy, Adrian Dodoro. He's been there for 30 years. Um, and I like Brad Scott as well. So Brad Scott and Dave Barham, who I both didn't know, both sent me messages after I got sacked. I hope they don't mind me saying that. Saying, hope you're going okay. Let me know if I can help you. Um, and I just, I don't forget that sort of stuff. No, you don't. No, I, yeah, just a tiny bit of self. But when it happened to me, yeah. <laughs> I kept the six pages of stuff that I got from yeah. everyone, including quotes. And you never forget the people who did because no. the the easiest time is to pat someone on the back when they're going well. Yeah, but when you're in the shit and someone reaching out, that's that's something you don't forget, is it? Yeah, that's right. And Brad Scott was at the AFL at the time, and uh, and Dave Barham was just a media executive, and yep. they were just like, I hope you're going okay. Frio. I had to. Uh, Freo's irrelevant, completely irrelevant at the moment. I'm going to win the flag this year. I went early with the with yeah. the. Both the, WA sides are irrelevant. They are, but at least West Coast is super strong off the field, and so are Freo, I guess. But the Freo, they've got no draft picks. Freo, um, they they just had a shocking year. I worry about Longmuir because I appear I, boring from the outside. Well, Longmuir himself is not an emotional character, so he's not going to get an uptick in terms of like you know. Um, investment and is he the opposite of what you said about Voss? No, well, I think Longmuir is a good person, very, very tactical. Yeah, very but tactical, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe not a motivator. So I think there's question marks there for sure. Gold Coast, I like the Gold Coast. I really like the Gold <laughs> Coast, and that might, I don't know by myself there, but I just I love I like their players. I like I mean I love the Gold Coast as a venue. I yeah, love, I love Bailey Pavilion. <laughs> so yeah. um, so I reckon, Rick Shaw's, I reckon yeah, Rick Shaw's, yeah. So my conspiracy theory yeah. with no knowledge. I reckon Dimmer knew there was a job for him when he left Richmond. Yeah. What's, what's your feeling out of 10? Oh, no, my, my feeling is that my first inclination that Hardwick was leaving Richmond wasn't that he was leaving the Tigers, it's that he was going to Gold Coast. That's the first thing That's I heard. Yeah. About three weeks before I broke the story, I just someone told me, I think Dimmer's going to Gold Coast. I was like, no, he's not. Stuart used the coach there, he's at Richmond. That's exactly how it played out. Yeah. I wasn't brave enough to say it. Yeah. But that was the first little like inclination I got. Cats, uh, I think the cats are in a bit of trouble now. I, th- I really do. I think oh, I've been saying it for years, but um, they're old now. Uh, I mean, geez, someone might dig this up, but I, I just don't think they're going to be any good next year. So they've got to work out what they want to do. 
Um, I was in the hub with Andrew Mackey in Queensland. Big fan of Andrew Mackey. So he's become list manager to footy boss. Um, but I just they need some new young players. Yep. Uh, GWS? I like the Suns. I really like the Giants. I don't know why I like these expansion clubs so much. I guess they're more open, um, easy to get along with. Toby Green's my favourite player in the AFL by far. I love players and Swanee was one of these. On skill or personality? Uh, well, it's all together. Like his whole pa- the whole package I mm. love. But I love players who are good, not because they're tall or quick, because they're good. So yeah. Swanee's was one of them. But Toby Green is good, not because he's quick or anything like that. He's just a gun player. Yeah, he's and so yeah. I love the Giants because of him. But also I like other players there as well. Hawks? Uh, I think they're doing the right thing. I don't know what you guys think. I think that they surprised us a bit. They were, they, I th- no, I thought they probably win one or two games, but yeah, they looked okay in the back end of, of the year. Um, yeah. Sam Mitchell, they really rate as a coach, but the rebuild coach rarely survives the sack. So it's he's got to um, buck the trend. But I disagree with people who say the Hawks are doing the wrong thing. Like they well, won they like their flags off the field. Off the field. Uh, well, they were, with Kennett as president, that was a debacle because yeah. he was so destabilizing and. Um, uh, and, and people just didn't like him, but I think they're I think they're better now. Yeah. D's. Uh, well, it's hard for me to separate. I'm a D supporter only because my dad and my family is, but um, I, I'm worried about the D's. And really, yeah, I'm worried about the D's. I just think that you've got to make the most of it when you're in this window, and they've now lost four finals in a row. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the D's. That that's that's not good, is it? Just what, what? losing four finals in a row is that good, Ralph? <laughs> Well, straight sets two years in a row. Yeah. Um, so I tip, I, I sure tip the good. horse on math science for our, our people because yeah. you told me to be more generous. Mm. Called Golden Mile. Yeah. Here's the analogy: Golden Mile first and tried like a bomb. Yeah. First up, a horse falls in front of it. That's a good excuse. Second up, has a wet track. Well, that's a good excuse. It doesn't, doesn't handle wet track. Third up, the market says, "Well, fuck you. You were no good, no good," mm. and then it wins at nine dollars. So what I'm saying is, he got beaten twice for reasons. Yep. Melbourne have lost four finals in a row because they were. Injury smashed them late in the season. So mm. it's not because they were no good. Mm. Injury smashed them. It's not because they're no good, but the, you set the bar high. It's like yep. you expect them to make a grand final. Yep. And two years in a row, they don't yep. even make a prelim. I know the injuries hurt them, but it's like... So again, with like a racing... They still haven't won a grand final. What's that? They still haven't won a grand final in 60 years. <laughs> I don't understand that. What's that gag? It d- didn't count because count count. it was oh. COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't no, count. Sorry, I was a bit slow there. I was like, hang on, 2021. No, it doesn't that? count. <laughs> so Maybe for the players, but if you can't celebrate because we're locked in our fucking houses, what's the point yeah, of winning yeah. one if you well, can't? That run is it, true. Run a lot of people broke the law that night, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of him, what a fucking glorious day was yesterday. Oh, yeah. I thought you'd be happy. Yeah. We'll get to that part too. Dane, Dane's other club that he's a paid up member for, North Melbourne. Um,. Mm, I feel sorry for North Melbourne. I sort of yeah. pity North Melbourne. Do you Melbourne. think they should have got the priority picks? Um, yeah, I do. I, I, you do? I do, yeah, I do. I think there's uh, maybe maybe not three of them, but I think they should have got some sort of assistance. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind the assistance. Like, look at Pendlebury was assistance. Like, um, What's he done? Yeah, what's he done? <laughs> but, like, there's, there's, there's been assistance all throughout the last 20 years. They had to get something. This yeah. is what they got. Yeah. yeah. It was a fair bit. But do you think they're on the right track? Oh, it's, or too, or it's too early to no, say. No, but on yeah. the tracks, yeah. They'll start lugging all no, the shit on the fucking train the before they get on the, the track. D's year two. The yeah. year two. Melbourne is the, is the blueprint how to rebuild a club. Yep. So they need to, and you said it, I think, on Twitter, as you said, a lot of things on Sorry. Twitter, which is good. <laughs> they, they, need to, they need to get their, I don't know, like their Chris Dawes, Bernie Vince types in before they get their so big So what fish. I said, Dane, was that Melbourne couldn't get Stephen May and Jake Lever types at that level until they had, but first they need Daniel Cross and Bernie yeah. Vince. The, the, the pretty good players. But yeah, not, but you you got to not be completely shit because you know like Dangerfield's not going to go to fucking North. Yeah, Melbourne. exactly. Yeah, but I do I do like North Melbourne and I like the people there and I get along well with Clarko. So. Port, uh, yeah, I I respect Port. Like the fact the fact they left Ken Hinckley until August to resign, I, I rate it. Like they just went, nah, stuff it. We're going to do whatever we think's yeah. right. And um, and yeah, they failed. They failed. They didn't make the grand final again. But I like the way they just have a crack. Tigers, what's your Uze meter? Uh, I lo- well, I used to love Adam Uze. Kicked five on me one day. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you playing? In, were you playing half? Yeah, half I know. Mick used to throw me down, make, play me down back, Starks. So I couldn't get. Yeah. So I wasn't good enough to get in the midfield. So yeah, Uze <laughs> kicked five on me one day. Yeah. The fucking very hard. They were the most unlucky five of all time. <laughs> all right. left. Callum free kicks. Fuck, stuck one out the back. I did the right thing. Tried to attack. Campbell over the top. Yeah, I think one each took a proper mark. I mean, got me on the lead, but uh, kick five. Yeah, three people kicked five on me in my career. Who were the other two? Paul Medhurst, who I ended up playing oh, with, yeah, yeah. and uh, Rob Matty Robbins from oh, yeah. from Bulldogs. Matty Robbins, yeah. You'd, you'd yeah. be happy with 
Pardon? You'd be happy with that. That's the only fucking thing you did. Big <laughs> 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 five on me, so yeah. So I remember that. You went, you went kick chasing, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't great. No. I kicked five on me three times. You reminded me of a, of a footy show moment. Derm Ragnus, no, out of the blue, so he gets Zeno Tatsaris on because he once kept chasing Colas. <laughs> and it was just a shit chase. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, Sydney. Um, mm, good question. I loved Buddy. So I'm sad that Buddy's retired. Yeah. Buddy's the best player I've ever seen by far. Yeah. I reckon. I just love him. Yeah, right. yep. um, what are I going to say about the Swans? Nothing real about the Swans. Coach uh, is gone. Callum Mills wrestling him on Monday. Yeah. They're starting to break. <laughs> they're starting to break. Oh, the, the facility is unbelievable. So I went there for a tour like a month ago. It's unbelievable right. place. Like unbelievable facility. Oh, finish your, t- finish your Uze bit before. Don't oh, I just love I just love Uze as a player. Yeah. Left foot, long sleeves, rolled so what's up. What's you feeling like as a coach? Yeah, good. Tactically very good. So I think yeah he'll, he'll be good at the Tigers. Saints. Uh, well, I worked at the Saints, so I've got a soft spot for the Saints. And I feel sorry for St Kilda supporters because they've been through so much shit for so long. Yes, they nice. sort of pride themselves on being long-suffering supporters, yeah. which is pre- <laughs> it's pretty sad that that's like <laughs> like badge of honour. Um, but I respect the Saints. I like um, – I, I really get along well with Ross Lyon. I really like him because <laughs> um, I like straight shooters and he's a straight shooter. Um, and I'm, I, I like their players and I like the club. Eagles? Oh, they're just an arrogant footy club, aren't they? <laughs> so arrogant. arrogant. Uh, but, I mean, they sort of deserve it. They've been good for so long. 2018 was, was an unbelievable win, really. Um, but they were, mm. they were too arrogant. They should have cut their list a year or two ago and it cost them this year. So do you, do you like or do you think it's a mistake that they've stuck with Simo knowing that the coaching wasn't the problem, it was the list management? Uh, no, I would have I would have moved on and had a, had a fresh start. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and your your second favourite team, uh, Luke Beveridge's Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I like <laughs> the dogs. Up the dogs. I like the dogs. I like people there. Um, I like everything about the dogs. And even Luke Beveridge, I've got no hard feelings towards. <laughs> I honestly, don't like. It's I'm I'm able to laugh about it. Um, and I just think that the dogs they pinched one in 2016. They made a granny in 2021. But for whatever reason, they're under pressure now because they they got to. Go deeper in finals. So absolutely. Well, look, thanks for oh, coming. Before in. you go, yeah. you've got a trade for one trade for us. That what do you want? Um, any? Do know? You want an exclusive for the podcast? Oh, yeah. just then. Yeah. Give Where's me. Where's Bailey oh, Smith? We don't, well, we don't really staying. care. But do you, do you know any trades that no one else knows? You don't have to uh, tell us. Uh, but is there some that you working? You working on? Are you, are you working on those stories right now? I'm working on give on us an exclusive. Where do you think Dusty Martin will be next year? Yeah. <laughs> next year, next year, <laughs> next year, Dusty's at Richmond. The year after that, I reckon he's going to be at Gold Coast. Yeah, free agent. I reckon Melbourne's the big one. Like, right. which forward are they chasing? Like, they need someone. Oscar Allen or Aaron Norton, Ben King, Jamara. They're going to get Jamara. The Bulldogs are going to. The Bulldogs going to be empty, aren't we? Yeah. Well, the dogs. Bailey, I mean, Jamara. So Norton. you're a dog supporter as well. Why? Well, Whoever she them. works for, she yeah, she supports about eight sides. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so the dogs next year: Tim English, Bailey Smith, Aaron Norton, Jamara, all out of contract. Yeah. How? I don't know how they're going to keep all four. No. And. Who, who who goes if you? Uh, well, I reckon that Tim English and Norton are the two because they're both managed by Colin Young. Yeah. And if you're Colin Young, you're going. You pay Aaron Norton what we want, or we'll take Tim English. Okay. Like you're you're using them. You're you're um, using them against themselves. And do you think Grundy's going to Sydney? Hundred percent going to Sydney. Right. Yeah. Um. It's just what the deal is. I feel sorry for Brody Grundy. He signed yeah. a deal. No, no. I mean, he still gets paid well. So yeah, there's maybe a way of getting over that. There is. Yeah. He gets good cash. <laughs> but he just wants to. But play going down to Casey in the freezing cold, <laughs> yeah. like to play BFL, yeah. Not, yeah. I know. And he's he's a he's a deep thinker, as you know. <laughs> yes. Like he a, is. There's more to foot, more to life than footy for him. But he'll go to the Swans. He'll be the number one ruck. Oh, so. He's pretty ordinary. He's going up there for lifestyle instead of football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Port. You know Port. You know, <laughs> oh, what a fucking disgrace. You know Port were annoyed at that because Port's presentation. Was all footy, 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 and yeah. Brody Grundy's like, okay, well, what about outside footy? And yeah. Port was like, ah, uh, no, you're coming here for footy. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm going to the Swans because yeah. I, I want, I don't know, whatever he wants to do in Sydney. Yeah, I want exactly. to go eat at Toddy's in Bondi or whatever he wants oh. to do. Yeah. What was the one you said on, on, his, bread. on oh, yeah, Sunday? Good without, without repeating yourself, but I'm getting you to repeat yourself. What was the one you said on Sunday about one of the uh, Essendon did a presentation to one of the players rather than sorry, the players did it to one of the players rather than the club. Yeah, they did it. Um, it was Zach Merritt, Redmond, Ridley, McGrath did a presentation to. Ben Mackay. Right. Nothing, not Brad Scott, not anyone else. And that's what won him over. He's like, this is a player-driven thing. So, I, smart, I, isn't it? Yeah. Essendon haven't won a final since well, I was... I was going to say, yeah, but then you look up and you're at Essendon and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, they're shit house, so... Yeah, Did you ever get close to going anywhere else? No. Nah, no. Nah, I don't think anyone else would have taken me. Thigma, <laughs> uh, Thigma manager maybe floated Sydney once because he was good mates with John Lyon, but like... Yeah. Unless, I'm sure... 
Bucks and I probably try to trade me every year you had me, like no doubt. But um, no, nah, I was I was never yeah. maybe early in my career they tried to sack him, but no, nah, yeah. I was too lazy. He knew everything. I could do what I wanted at Collingwood. Like yeah. you know, you go to a new club, you have to impress. You have to work hard during preseason. You have to fucking make new friends. Well, that's du- that's Dusty. Dusty, he's not going to go there and have to impress. He just wants to do his own <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, the trade period is going to be crazy again, and I do like the trade period. So I know. what you're doing this here, breakfast? Collingwood, and is there anything yeah. if you're sniffing around? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Collingwood, the main one is um. Uh, Tom Duday, the defender from Adelaide. Trying He's done him. two ACLs. So they're trying to get him. And I read this morning they're trying to get uh, Todd Goldstein as well. Okay. Which is interesting because yeah. he's leaving north. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm doing SEN breakfast 6 to 9 a.m. Someone with Bucks on Monday. Okay, yeah. And then um, trade radio 1 to 3 p.m. with Sam Edmonds. So That's for, for the first time in 18 months, I've got full-time work. Whoa. So well I'm right, looking forward to Not it. after this anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming Cheers, in. Mate. And congratulations on getting back in your Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Swanee. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.